Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist. My name is Nasser Pasha. And I'm Matt Staub. Matthew Staub, we are continuing our week of talking about startups that have had some growing pains. <laughs> yeah, this one seems to be all pain, actually. Yeah, from the beginning, right? <laughs> well, I was trying to figure out when exactly they started all this. From what I can tell, they had, there was a ton of stories in December you know, a couple months ago. So I'm guessing it's been about two months since they ramped up and started. But let me just explain what this company is. I'd actually not even heard of this, surprisingly. This is exactly the type of story that my wife would have come across and say, hey, have you heard about this? You should have this on the podcast. So it's called Swan Love. I'll tell you the original premise and now what they are now. So the original idea was they would give a loan up to $10,000 to a couple for their wedding expenses with no obligation to pay it back. All right, sounds too good to be true, right? But great idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, terrible business model just giving away up to 10 grand at any request. <laughs> but the the catch was if the couple didn't stay together, i.e. if they got divorced, I assume it's just divorce and not any sort of like death or anything like that. I think it has to be divorce. If the couple end up getting divorced, they would have to pay the loan back, the principal back with interest. And all right, I mean, that's the general idea of what they were doing. There's a lot of problems with this, one of which was apparently they had this algorithm or formula or something, like a questionnaire, and the couples would enter this information and they would calculate the risk based on how they answered certain questions. Which And, and you know that's all made up too, oh, like, yeah. as if they can actually predict that. And what, what's crazy too is that they planned on funding the loans from people breaking up. Yeah. Right? Which that means that, you know, in, in theory, they'd have to front a lot of money until these things actually started coming in. Forget about the whole collection issues and the issues of people trying to get out of this by not divorcing, but just kind of separating and how are they going to keep track that people are staying married? I mean, it's like, I mean, I can go on and on, but at the least we, I mean, can we at least agree that it's not a good idea as far as a, as far as a startup? business like if someone came to you like hey here's my 60 second pitch this is what i like to do could you not laugh at the idea that's the question was the idea to just constantly search for recently filed divorces or how are they going to keep track of it and even if they found out that a couple got divorced how are they going to collect on it i mean it's just and we're talking about years later yeah. right like i suppose people are going to remember that if they get divorced, they're going to have to pay $10,000. <laughs> but when people divorce, like it's from a financial perspective, it's a mess, right? I mean, most of the time, both parties lose money or at least one party. I should say as a collective community property, there's a lot of money lost. There's money lost in attorneys. A lot of credit cards get left unpaid. Credit goes down. And in other words, a lot of times there'll be other debts. And let alone, of course, people that are borrowing this money, so-called borrowing, may not have been in a very good financial condition anyway. And so therefore, and also a lot of divorces are caused by financial stress. Uh, that's that's the point I had. Oh, okay, you did? Okay. <laughs> you brought up a good point right before that. And obviously the people that were gonna do this needed the money, so they might not be in the best financial position. But the thing I was gonna say was, I thought that this is not substantiated, but from what I've heard, the number one reason for divorces is money problems. Yeah. It's definitely one of the top, you know, couple or top few at least. So 
I mean, just from a practical standpoint, this whole business model just doesn't make sense. And like you said, it even said on the site before they took it down or whatever, does Swan Love profit from divorces? No, 100% of the money collected from the members who are later divorces used to provide funds for future couples' dream weddings. Swan Loves keeps a dream. So yeah, they're funding these future couples from you know failed previous marriages. So I guess technically you could get remarried and that funding could be from your previous marriage. Yeah, your previous marriage and a divorce. But. This is just ridiculous. So, okay, so let's get to the point here. So they start advertising for marketing this this concept, but they don't actually launch, right? They have a launch date or something to that effect. And mm-hmm. I think they're launching on what, February 14th? And then they make an announcement, right? What was the announcement that they made? Basically, the the response was overwhelming. I don't know how many how people found out about this. I, I like I said, there were the articles that got posted, but I hadn't heard of this or seen anyone post about it. But apparently, there was a, just an overwhelming response because essentially they were requested to what was the total well, number? I, I, sorry to interrupt you. I'm just reading there as a screenshot of some of their FAQs, and and one of the questions is, and you've already talked about this. How do we determine which applicants receive funds? And the answer is, we leverage online data and algorithm software technology to quickly assess applicants' risk to determine funding others. So it seems like they they basically they basically fund the couples that they think are going to divorce, right? Because which is funny. So if you end up getting funded, then it's almost an insult because they think that you're going to divorce more than an, another couple that's applying. I'm glad you brought that up and I finally got my internet to load. Yeah, basically, due to overwhelming demand, nearly $2 billion at 10 grand per couple, the unanticipated legal regulations, trash restrictions in the lending space, we went this different route. But yeah, going back to what you just said, everyone that requested it, they didn't have to give money to that couple. It's still an option. It's not like this couple makes a request and they automatically get 10 grand. So even if the demand was high, they didn't have to give money to everyone. I I don't know how they would decide who to give the money to. They should have just used their fancy online data and algorithm software technology. I don't even know how you even go about. I mean, I'm trying to think of what information, I guess maybe a shorter period of time they've been together if it was a very short period or yeah, I guess there's probably certain things you can think about and say, oh, they're more likely. I mean, statistically, I'm sure there's things that are more likely for a couple to get divorced or not. But anyway, so the the man was high $2 billion apparently overall all said and done. So they said, well, we obviously can't do this anymore. We're going to completely shift our whole process. And now we're just going to become a funding platform to a wedding crowdfunding model, essentially putting up a crowdfunding campaign, asking friends and family to give money to these this couple's wedding. Same kind of rules apply. You know, if as long as they stay married, they keep the wedding. But if they don't, they have to pay the money back to this friends and family, which is to me is like even more ridiculous than the original <laughs> idea. It is. I agree. It's it, it's like they took a bad idea and then like, instead of like making it a good idea, they just like add some pepper to it as if like, or salt and pepper to make it, you know. And, and this statement that unanticipated lending issues and all this stuff like, as if like that could not have been planned ahead of time. And there's so, I, I'm sorry, I have to interrupt my chain of thought here. I'm also looking at another question that says, how do we help couples stay together? And the answer is free marriage counseling is available. So not only not only are they going to give you free money and wait years to get it back 
and may not even get it back at all if the couple stays together. Yeah. They're going to offer you free marriage counseling in order to, in order to prevent you from divorcing so that they can not get their money back. I mean, this is just a, a phenomenal business idea. Yeah, I mean, we're not even into the legal side of it yet. I mean, we've pinpointed <laughs> 10 different issues that are terrible just from a business model perspective. I mean, just it was doomed to fail from the beginning. If I would have used this yeah. myself, I would have said they're more likely to go out of business than I am to get a divorce or at That's least, right. you know, we'll beat them to what <laughs> happens, if anything. So it's like, That's right. So I guess we'll get to the, the, the legal aspect of this. I mean, yeah, let's, let's get to that. How do you think these loans were set up? I mean, there's, I would have to think the way they've structured everything, they just wasn't really done properly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they mentioned kind of lending. They didn't give any money yet, I, I guess. So maybe it was just ideas at this point. Yeah. I think that's right. I don't think they actually did any transactions from, from what I understand. I think they would have been a lot worse situation than they are now if they had, but they reference lending, what do they say? Unanticipated lending, legal regulations, yeah. restrictions in the lending space as if there, there's new laws all of a sudden in, in the lending space, which there, there really aren't. And I think one of the problems that they probably ran into is that, think about it this way, I'm giving, giving $10,000 and I have a certain percentage chance that I'm gonna get that paid back and so if I'm making a many loans for $10,000, in order for me to get that money that I'm getting, I have to get a pretty high interest rate for the ones that do divorce. Right. Otherwise, because it has to make up for those other ones. Exactly. And so I, I can't, in fact, I would even imagine that the interest rate is such that they may even be obligated to pay back even more than double what the original principal was or something to that effect. I mean, some, it has to be some kind of pretty high interest rate uh, or penalty and so forth. I mean, I can't imagine if it's a 6% interest rate where the couple divorces after a year, the company's only going to make $600, right? It's probably something pretty high, which of course you know, you're going to run into lending issues. Yeah, I think the they're based out of Seattle, I believe. I think the maximum interest rate you can charge is, is 12%, so not tremendously high. But yeah, I mean, just pure math, this didn't seem like it was going to be feasible from a financial perspective, just kind of break, unless everyone was getting divorced and they were collecting on it. And the other thing, too, I'm very curious about is, where were they planning on getting this money from? The original money, right? Yeah, the principal that was getting loaned out. Like, you have to have that money. You'd have to be like a bank, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like a, you'd have to have a pretty, pretty large. I mean, it depends obviously how many, but in order, but that's a whole, that's the whole premise, right? In order to make money, you have to run the numbers. So, in the sense that if you only did 10 of these, then you could easily get unlucky. Like, let's say 80% of the ones that they select get divorced within five years. And that's an acceptable business plan for them, which I'm sure that's not how it is. But in order to get that 80%, it's a law of averages. You have to do a high volume. So mm -hmm. again, like how are they going to get that money? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, they should have just done, and this probably already exists, but like wedding loans and you just pay it back over however many years, no matter what. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's also just called a, it's just called a loan. It doesn't even need to be specified as a wedding loan. It's just, yeah. I mean, Here's a, I think a, a legal issue that I think I personally am also kind of annoyed by in the sense that, okay, a lot of couples are upset and they're not wrong because really it's like they didn't launch yet. They didn't sign a new agreement. And, you know, there was a lot of tweets afterwards when they made the announcement like, hey, you gave our hopes up. We thought 
we were going to have this dream wedding and now we don't have any money and so forth. But in reality, this is like, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they didn't promise this, that they didn't sign any contract because that's, that's what I'm reading. But let's assume that no couple could make that argument. But here's one thing that I think we as consumers should have an issue with is that they drum up all this exposure, whether it's today that we're covering them today or prior to that, that they're giving away all this free money and then they're like, you know what? No, we're not gonna give free money away. We're gonna do this and we're gonna launch a different business. And by the way, since I know all you guys are getting married, I'm gonna send you an email saying, hey, instead of us giving you free money, why don't you ask your friends and family to raise money for you and then we're gonna profit from that. And so mm-hmm. to me, that has some problems. And I, I saw one article mention that because the couples didn't pay any money, then the FTC or FCC wouldn't get involved. But I think I think there's some real issue here. I mean, they basically lied to us or took back a representation that they made that they were going to do this right. in exchange for exposure. And there, there has to be something wrong with that. Yeah. And like you said, it's hard to tell. I, I would assume kind of based on everything we've seen and the response and the the potential couple's responses that nothing was agreed to, nothing was signed, no money was certainly given out. And also we their site is currently off as as we're recording this. So we can't even see, you know, what is written there now. But Yeah, I think they said that their servers couldn't handle the crowdfunding structure or something. But I mean even if they get back up and running, like they're still gonna run into issues. So I'm I'm just confused how they're gonna be. They're so let's say they get up with their new plan and, you know, they're just going to kind of be the, they said they're a platform, but, you know, they're taking in the money and they're holding it and they're giving it out once, you know, whatever time period is up. If you think it's not the worst concept because prior to this, they were lending money to make money right, and off people's divorces, basically. But now they're saying, okay, friends and family lend the money and in reality, the perspective is is that I give my friend ten thousand dollars to for their wedding, but I'm like, hey, if you guys get divorced, you know, I want some of that. I want that money back. I mean, I gave you guys to get married, not to get divorced. And so there's some kind of and and I'm not. I didn't give them the money to make money off of them. Mm-hmm. I gave them the money so that I can help out my friend or family member, right? So it's not the worst idea, but these guys are the. I think I feel like these guys are the wrong people to do it, you know. I'd even mention the what I thought was the most atrocious part of this. What's that? Let's see. I got to find the quote. I guess at one point he was interviewed. I think this was back in December, but you know, it said they haven't attracted any investors yet. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But here here's what he said. That, that that that's pretty atrocious too, like as if like they were expecting investors to uh, fund this thing. Apparently the contract that I guess is not going to exist anymore includes a clause that only one partner has to pay back the money if the marriage ends in abuse. So good luck getting involved in that. Oh I, that's my a, I don't know how you could even say that. It's oh. just terrible. I don't think they had any idea. I, You know what? I still don't think they have any idea. Like, for example, I give $500 towards a crowdfunding campaign for someone's marriage and they get divorced. Who's going to collect it? Do I have to collect it? Do, is this is this company going to go and, and send a collection letter? And what if they don't? What if they don't collect it? Can I sue this company for not having proper collection efforts? Can I sue the couple at the least if they don't do anything? I mean, it's like it's just ridiculous. 
Yeah, I think you'd I think you would sue the company. I mean, even if they try this new route they're going on, they're still gonna have tons of problems. If I knew somebody that got divorced, I would the immediate first thing I would think of is how much money did I put towards their wedding? I mean, I guess that's what buying gifts are. But you don't <laughs> see people asking for their gift back. You know, I, I was thinking like we're we're pretty much going through the whole legal analysis of this this business, and I'm just thinking if this was my client, what would be my advice to them? It'd probably just be like, stop doing what you're doing and don't do this business. I mean, what would your advice be? They're not in as bad a position as we're making it out to be just because they haven't, I mean, all they've done is talk so far. They haven't done anything. You know what? You're right. We, we could be criticizing them and this could all be a scam. We've gone on for like 20 minutes or so of how ridiculous this idea is. I feel like you're right that they just baited us into this kind of criticism. Maybe we can break the story. I haven't seen anyone write about that yet. If it is true, another good idea is to just basically, if you do have a good wedding or marriage kind of related business idea, just buy the company name and then launch that idea because they have the publicity. That's what I would do. There you go. That's your take. That's the takeaway for this week. Very specific advice, but still applicable nonetheless. This is one of our longer episodes and one of our shortest legal talk episodes. But <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it, was, it was just us bashing an idea for 20 minutes. But Yeah, I don't regret it. <laughs> I agree. I regret nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Yep. Keep it sound. Keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.